Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vince Size Podcast Show. This is my NFL show live on Twitter Spaces and uh, also on live on Anchor. What's going on, my Anchor people? I uh, this is man. I'm so excited, everybody, because today's show we're going to talk about Week 18 NFL Week 18 recap and uh, playoff picks. Also, want to talk about the, the championship game that happened on Mon- uh, Monday. Um, and uh, and we're, we're going to do, after the recap, uh, NFL well, Week 18 recap, we're going to do the awards as well. So that's going to be fun. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, with, that, with, with that being said, also, I got to give a shout out to happy birthday, Nicole. Her birthday, uh, Nicole, her birthday is going to be on Tuesday. So uh, happy birthday, Nicole. I just going to give you a shout out. So, but with that being said, uh, I'm going to get to introduce my guest real quick. Lucas Gaynor, how was your weekend? And how was your day so far, my guy? I can't complain, man. You know, I got to see Alabama lose, so that brought me some joy. Uh, but unfortunately, my Patriots are playing the Bills, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that, man. Sir. Andrew Jones, my guy, welcome to the Vinside Podcast Show. I'm so excited that you're here. But I think we're about to have some fun today. What, what, what's going on, my guy? How was your day, and how was your weekend? Thank you. Ben, welcome to the welcome to the show. Um how how was your weekend, my guy? And uh, how was your day so far? My day is pretty good, but my weekend wasn't the greatest. Unfortunately, my guy Lucas had to rub it in my face a little <laughs> bit, but nah, it was good. It was good. Pleasure to be here. Of course, of course. Jody, Jody, Jody. Welcome. Congr- and congrats on the big W on Monday. But how was your weekend? And how was your day going, going, Jody? Jody. Thank you for that, Jody. There you go. For me, like, say, like, look, say, like, how I'm feeling right now, like, shit, like, I, could, I feel like I'm on top of the world, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to express myself right now. You get me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel so indifferent. Like, I never thought this could happen. You get me? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Jody sounded like he ain't had that set with Kirby Smart over there. <laughs> and then Zipper, I thought Kirby was hella dumb. But hey, on Monday, my man was real smart. You get me? Yeah, I got you. 
Uh, shout out you, Joe. You got the Braves and the Bulldogs this year. I bet you never thought that would happen. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I had a great weekend, great day, great week. Everything's good. I'm breathing. I'm alive. You get me? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I'm glad you're here, bro. Uh, Tez, welcome to the show, and how was your weekend? And I know you got your uh, team this weekend in the playoffs, so welcome, my guy. And uh, yes, welcome to the show, man. How was your weekend? How was your day going? Appreciate it, Vince. Yes, sir. Um, my, my week is going good. Breathing, Eagles playoffs is this week. You know, I'm happy. You know, hopefully, you know, we get a dub. Um, my day's going good, breathing and alive, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir, sir. Well, let's get it started. Um, so we're going to talk about, obviously, the championship game real quick. So uh, Jody, Ben, you can either answer, but I'll go first, though. Uh, my thoughts about this game was it. It was a good defensive game. I had fun with you guys, by the way, but on Zoom. Um, it, it was. I had a blast. Uh, it was a good defensive game in the, in the first half. Um and, and, you know, but for me, here's the deal. I know Twitter was, you know, was getting, getting at Bryce Young and everything. But I think that, to me, I think Bryce Young played pretty, 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 pretty well. You know, uh, you know he did. Um, he, to me, in my view, he answered back in, 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 in the fourth quarter, man. Like, we know how Bama got the fumble. You know, he answered, and he answered with a touchdown. But no, but, no, he made some good passes in that game. You know, but listen, he was passing it to Saltmore's freshman. They listen, they drop it. They dropped it. The ball's at the at, 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 and you know in the biggest game. So you know, I think Bryce Young played, in my view, pretty pretty well. I know people were playing him, blaming him on on the interception, the first interception. And I get that, but no, I I, I to me, I think he played well. I, Twitter thinks he didn't play well, but what that's whatever. But but however, 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 Jody, let's be real. In my opinion, when when Bryce Young. Like, you know how Alabama got that fumble and they got a touchdown? I'm like, you know what? That's it. That's the game. But no. This man, Stenson uh, Bennett, you know, overall, and people were like, were like uh, I'm not going to blame this guy in the first half. He's not going to do shit. No. This man answered back, Jody, that pass in the first half and in the fourth quarter? What? 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 So. He played his heart out. He played so, his heart out when everybody thought he couldn't. He did what he was supposed to do. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and 
and Ben, before you go, what was what's your thoughts about like when Twitter, you know, Twitter, you know, was blaming Bryce Young, yada yada yada. Listen to me, I think he played well in my view. Now, I want your thoughts with, with your boy Bryce Young, and throughout the, uh, and uh, I want your thoughts about the game, bro. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is always going to be, you know, fueled by a bunch of haters. You know, that's that's in any type of sport. But, yep. Yeah, Bryce played his ass off, man. For a guy to you know be a sophomore, first year uh, as a starter, lead his team to a national championship game. Yeah. Um, and then like what we saw against Cincinnati, you know, he loses his number two receiver, national championship game, he loses his number one receiver. You know, the, a lot of people would have just given up right there in that position, and you know he, you know he trusts and believed in the guys that were going to replace those two. Uh, you know, he was thrown in the ball regardless of what type of coverage they're in. Uh, he has full faith in all his teammates, uh, no matter what opponent we're going up against, and that's all you can really ask of your quarterback. Um, but, yeah, Bryce, to me, played absolutely amazing. You know, pressure in his face constantly amongst Wyatt and Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Uh, and for a guy his size to take the hits from uh, players of their, of their size, Jordan Davis and all them, you know, for him to – Take those hits, get right back up, make another play, you know, time and time again. Obviously, you know, we came up short, but yep. I, I got to give, you know, Georgia credit at the end of the day. Um, they have one of the greatest defenses ever in college football history. Yep. And I'm happy for my guy Kirby Smart to finally get his first ring as a head coach. And I'm also happy for the SEC. You know, now we have 12 out of the last 16 national championships, so... We're the greatest conference in college football. And what that mean? Hey, Ben, what that mean, by the way? They all got to catch up, right? All them other conferences got to catch the fuck up, right? Right. Yeah, wrong? Jody, Jody, whenever I hear these other teams <laughs> talking about this our year, this our year, until they show it, I don't believe it. Guys, y'all going to make me bust this out for the first time. <laughs> I had to bust it out for the first time. That's it. And I ain't even in the South or whatnot. But I had to bust it out because of how it is what it is with that in terms of. And look, people can say if this is really Alabama, Georgia carrying it, with just maybe a sprinkle of LSU coming in, Auburn. That matters that it's still in the SEC with that. And it's just the result and what it is. And, and no offense to good sir all the way on the west side. Uh, BS, man, but it is something where with the Pac-12, I mm. mean, Lincoln, that's why Lincoln is going to be crucial with that because it's something where getting into this even close to the playoff is an issue. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Andrew, but what was your thoughts about the game and what you thought with Bryce Young's, uh, um, you know, um, played, uh, playing, um, you know, what was your thoughts about his debut on the championship game and obviously, uh, how, what was your thoughts about Seth and Bennett, by the way, how Seth and Bennett played? What was your thoughts about the game overall, bro? Well, first off, I want to say, Chris Fowler, don't always be sensitive to when I got to call you out for any little critique because the man, when it speculated about Jamison Williams' knee, thinking that he was walking around and that he avoided maybe a severe injury where we've seen Chris Fowler call enough damn games in his life to know that an ACL injury don't mean a damn thing if you're walking off and stuff like that. So that was just funny that that went down and that he tweeted back to me about that. But it was finally something that was like non-tennis related that he was annoyed that I tweeted at him about. But 
I mean, Bryce showed out, man. He showed, like, what he is in terms of being a generational quarterback and someone that's still firmly in the running to beat them one overall pick 2023. It's something where he be able to still perform the way he did with Jameson yep. going out and how I've said to you, to Ben, to Luca all throughout the week at least is that if Jameson didn't get hurt, I think that Alabama was going to win that game again because Alabama's defense was peaking at the right time towards the end of the season in these last three games, looking like the defense that could have been the case at the beginning of the season against Miami, only for them to show their young growing pains. With that, you had Turner becoming almost as elite on the other side as Will Anderson was and how all the fools on online that were trying to be all about to put JT Daniels in the game. It's like, if you put JT Daniels in the game with Stetson Bennett, is mobile enough that he's still having a hard time dealing with that pressure. JT Daniels was going to get buried in the hole and Lucas all grab. If he was going to play that. It would have been that bad if would have got in, bro. Uh, uh, I said it would have been bad if JT would have gotten in. So, he would have got his ass yeah. right off the field. Yeah, man. You know, so it was like like hilarious to see people think it was going to be something different if JT was in the game, it was going to be worse. Like, yeah. it, it was something with Stenson, no matter what people would say about him, whatnot, dude is a game man, he can move. And, mm. and look, if Taylor Heineke can get meaningful snaps in the NFL <laughs> and with a test suit, then certainly Stenson Bennett can get some meaningful snaps here and there with that. All right, so wait. Now that you say that, I want to hear from Ben. What do you think about that thing? Mm. About Stetson Bennett? About Stetson Bennett getting snaps in the NFL with Tyler Heineke. I mean, most definitely. You know, we saw Tara Heineke obviously got his first play time against the Bucks in last year's playoff. We almost beat him. You know, we gave that defense the toughest test they had in that entire playoffs. You know, and then coming into the year, you know, he was thinking he was going to be the backup behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he got, you know, the start for the whole season after Ryan went down and he won. And yeah. it kind of helped that we have one of the better lines in football, so Heineke wasn't necessarily running for his life forever. But most definitely, if, if a guy who was a backup in the XFL can come in and win seven games in the NFL like Tara Heineke did, I think Stetson Bennett most definitely can. He definitely has, you know, a great head on his shoulder, and he has the poise that you want in a quarterback, and he's got all the confidence in the world. So, yeah, most definitely. I think a guy like Stetson Bennett could possibly get some PT in the NFL. And we saw that other Georgia quarterback, Jake Fromm, Jody. I mean, damn. Jake, Jake from State Farm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Andrew, you mean Jake from State Farm? Wow. 
Well, I'm with that. I'm with that. But uh, you know, you know who uh, you know who's QB one was going into this year. Who? Uh, Spencer Rattler. Hmm. Him and Howell one too. Yeah. Wow. Well. Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. So we'll see how he does there. But uh, but uh, it doesn't matter. South Carolina doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But Lee, I have a question for you, bro. So what was your thoughts about the championship game? Were you surprised by the way how? Uh, Good. Tess, do you have anything to say about this? Were you surprised by Georgia won, or did you, did you have Georgia winning? What was your thoughts about? What was your, before, uh, before Tess goes, uh, I cannot wait to watch Brian Kelly. Uh, Brian Kelly, that LSU USC fan too, so let's go USC. You know what I'm saying? Caleb. Even though I still think that's going to happen, but it's 
because he realized like they're not gonna be in the playoff next year off the, like that. Yeah. So, anyways, but they did, that's all that. But uh, so quick question for you guys. Listen, congrats on the Chiefs for winning this game. But I have a question for you guys for the Denver job, right? You know, I mean, I, I don't think. Listen, I, I understand why Fender got fired. I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like that it wasn't on him because the defense was good. I feel like they were missing a quarterback. But um, no, so for anyone, Lee, you know, Andrew, Ben, Jody, and Tez, like, do you feel like this job is? Uh, Oh. His job to get a quarterback. Uh, well, you know, the, and Lee, you made the point with that. The thing is, he gave power to Patton, really, to make the personnel decisions. Yeah. So he's more like doing the figurehead and sports mm-hmm. stuff, but Patton, he's the one that's now like making like the majority and the main moves with that. But yeah, you're right. He should have, if it wasn't John Elway, his ass would have been gone. Exactly. Because. You know John Elway got hella poor. No, he does. He does. But the thing is, like, look at the quarterbacks he's acquired. Like, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Paxton Lynch. Broken kneecap. Uh, I knew Vince was going to say Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Lynch that's the Asweiler. Trevor Simeon. Crazy quarterback. No, the Asweiler. Like, fucking Paxton Lynch. Who, who's the guy now that they have? Well, obviously. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. And don't forget. And don't forget this forgotten dude. He went and got Jim Kelly's nephew too, Chad Kelly. Mm. Uh, hey, was uh was uh was John Elway there when they had Cal Horton? Yeah, I think so. I think so because he was right before Mm. So, I think he was back then with the yeah, The last good quarterback that they had was Jay Cutler. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Santa Claus. Uh, Manning, Peyton Manning was out there throwing dunks. But, but Lee, Andrew, Ben, and Jody, and Tez, let me ask you, but on all seriousness, like, do you think this job is attractive? Because honestly, they do have a good... Of course. Because if you look at it, they got... Wait, wait, they got Javante Williams. Yeah. They got Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Lowell Fant. Uh, Bradley Charles, Sertain, and Justin Simmons. You know what's crazy too? They have a first round pick, two second round picks, and three uh, and two. And th- they have cap space. Yes. So the best job is the best job available in the league right now because you don't have to deal with crazy ownership. Uh, you have a new general manager that doesn't have a history of being like uh, like uh, absolute like control freak. Yeah. So you can go in there. You can go in there and actually build something. Like they have a really good team. Like if they had a deep above, like if they had Derek Carr this year, they would have been a playoff team. Uh, see, this is the thing. People mm. be overrating Derek Carr so much. Thank you, thank you, preach. Like, nobody's nobody's overrating him, Tess. The thing about Derek Carr, right, is he doesn't make a lot of money, so he allows you to build around him your yep. team to spend money elsewhere. And he's an above-average quarterback. You know how many above-average quarterbacks there are out there? Like, there's not a lot of them. Nope. He's a top 15 quarterback in the world. So yeah, that's but, very valuable. But honestly, honestly, first, you know, like, first, you know who played for the Broncos this year, bro? Literally, well, like, Lee, the worst well, people you've ever seen. Well, Lee, so, <laughs> now, now, Lee, stop that. Lee, I'm about to give you the price right now. Now you, now you can Teddy Bridgewater was actually decent this season. He actually 
playoff position for how much of an embarrassment Drew Locke was last season. And Teddy Bridgewater literally is still like top 10 in passing completion percentage. And remember, the problem with them was first Pat Schumer being the offensive coordinator and his obsolete ass. Like, he should have never been the offensive coordinator for them, and that's why Fangio had to leave, because Vic Fangio had to have Pat Schumer be the offensive coordinator when his ass was outdated and still. And they could not pass block consistently at all, whether it was Bridgewater or Lock. Their run blocking was good. Yep. But their pass blocking left a lot to be desired, as well as Pat Schumer always calling a damn run on first and ten. He yep. would always, and Broncos fans will tell you this on Broncos Twitter all the way that I'm preaching to for that. This fool would call a basic run and predictable runs and yep. not try to mix it up whatsoever. And the thing that hurt them is that after they started 3-0, and when week one happened, KJ Hamler saw his ACL. Mm. And Jerry Judy, unfortunately this season, thanks to Schumer, he really regressed in regards to getting open, his route running, and then when he got over with Drew Locke last week, he Drew Locke hit him. Wasn't Judy, wasn't Judy hurt this year, like earlier? This yeah, season? he got and he got hurt early too, Jody. So, Bridgewater had to deal with his both speed threats being hurt and out, then them still not knowing how to use Noah Fan at all rationally. It had to do with all that after they started 3-0. and up. And it's something where Sutton and Patrick, Sim Patrick's good, but they can't separate all the time. Mm. And that was just a real issue for them because Schumer was predictable with his 1980s playbook. Yep. And then their pass blocking wasn't great. And then their receivers, especially with Hamler being out and Judy being hamstrung, Hamler, they couldn't get over. Best separator. Huh? Hamler was their best separator. Like, exactly. So he's gone week one. And it changed their offense completely, you know, with that in terms of not having him in the lineup and Judy not in, being hamstrung with his injury and stuff. And that was the issue. But Teddy did his thing, though. Yep. Teddy oh, no, played Teddy, as well as he could. Teddy, his middle name should be R. Ray. Teddy R. Ray Bridgewater. <laughs> He's R. Ray. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the I'm thing, though. I'm complaining about him. My thing is, why is Schumer, whatever his name Pat is, Schumer. why is he getting all of these opportunities? He's been fired four different times in four different teams. And that's why Fangio had to go, because no one was calling for Schumer. No one is in demand with him, especially after what happened with the Giants. It just didn't make any sense for do that. And that's why Broncos fans was pissed all the way up. That's the one thing. No matter the, the crazy lock stands on Twitter or the reasonable Broncos fans, all of them would tell you agree that Pat Schumer should have long been gone with it. And that's why they didn't have any level of wanting Fangio to stay because Fangio just didn't want to realize that as well as be his own Fangio personality. So, so but that's I, my question for you. Yeah. Do you think the Broncos should hire a more offensive coach than defensive coach since they already have a good defense? Yes. I mean, they should go offense, but the thing about it is that they're trying to go for Rodgers. I agree. The, the thing that's the problem, though, is that they're thinking about trying to bring um, Nathaniel Hackett or the, um, the quarterback's coach from the, the quarterback's coach for Green Bay. the Packers. Yep. Yeah, to lure him. And it's like, no, like you really, if you think about an offense coach, get B enemy. Just get B enemy right there. But if Aaron Rodgers is that whole thing where they think, and that's why I think Hack is going to get the job. I think Hack 
job. getting that job. He's too black. <laughs> um, what to call the... Yeah, that's the problem, right? It's like, you, they're giving opportunities to all these people who are, like, they're just they're recycled coaches. Well, Lee, I will say this. They gave Van Joseph the damn job out there. Yep. He, like, no, but Van Joseph it, was asked yeah. in Miami. Like, I don't even know why he got that job. Like, in Miami, he set franchise records for the worst defense in Miami history. So yep. I don't know why he got that job. Well, it's just like in terms of, I guess also, I'm trying to remember who was the Dolphins GM where it was like a mess for them before like career. Tana from the Jets. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Tana, yeah, Tana Bump. Tana Bump. Tana Bump. So he's just, you know, was already had that whole mess with that in terms of his situation. But, you know, the enemy, especially him going to Colorado and stuff, and knowing the people over there, I don't think it's because uh, they would be like adverse to him with that. And that's why they gave him the interview with that. Now, I feel with Gerard Mayo, they gave Mayo the interview just to fill out the Rooney room quota. Yeah. But, you know, it's something where I still think they just want to have Rodgers and they feel that Daniel Hackett is going to be that key to make Rodgers feel enticed to be all right, no matter what happens in Green Bay. I can roll over there and feel I can make that happen. Yeah. 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 I, I just think that because um, uh, the enemy, he has, he does have history in Colorado, but not all of it's good. So I don't. That's why I don't think he'll get that job, like anywhere but Colorado. So I mean, I he would be a good candidate. I mean, yeah, but if that's the case, he wouldn't have gotten even an enemy if they felt that he couldn't get it because of the stuff that happened in the past with domestic violence stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, so he, so, so yeah, so like that, he's beyond the stage where if the NFL thought that he wasn't, he was like toxic in terms of hiring, he wouldn't even be having the job he's got now. Yeah, that's true. So what about, what about the Vegas job? How do y'all feel about that job? I think they're just going to keep the coach that they have now. Mm. What's his name? The Shadia. Okay. Yeah. He's coming from the defensive side of the ball, right? Or offense? Special teams, actually. Oh, wow. Historically, special teams coaches like tend out to be become good head coaches. And Joe Judge just fucked that up. <laughs> Joe Judge was definitely. the first one. He, he definitely he was wilding in New York, man. Thirty nine. Uh, oh my he was God. Out there, he was out there shaving points. Tell me this. Tell me this. Why Dave? Why Dave get him to retire one day? And he took the Giants. The Giants front office took him two days to fire Joe Judge. I think he was because they had. They already had something lined up. Like they already. They're trying to line up Brian Flores. Mm. Well, it, it, it's a it's a little bit of that, but they, it was also John Mara being this arrogant fool because he likes Joe Judge as a person. He he sees Joe Judge as being that Parcells tough coach, and this is what he wants. In terms of the face for the Giants organization and that representing the Giants brand, he didn't want to fire him. He really wanted to keep him. And the fool went and gave Joe Judge, which Joe Judge went and asked if he could be a part of the GM search yep. for the whole team. So yep. he, so which was Joe Judge might as well ask to be co-owner and shit. Yep. You know, at that rate. So it, at it's, this point, can we just stop hiring Patriots coaches? Like at this point. <laughs> well, Lee, I hate to tell you, man, Mayo may get that next year, like in terms of a coaching job. No, he's gonna, he might get the, like, uh, yeah, he might get a job, but, like, he's gonna be right back in freaking Foxborough in, like, two years coaching, like, linebackers because they just, they have this toxic way of thinking that they're Bill Belichick. 
party. <laughs> started doing wild shit down there that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, about- he still won. So, you know, yeah. that's the thing that's key with it is that he still was able to have two winning seasons for the absolute, you know, crazy-ass mess that they were down there where it made Ultra Music Festival look like it was organized. So, oh, the like, Miami Dolphins are the fire festival of the NFL. Like, there, yeah. there's, there's a lot going on there that's not really there. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, real quick, um, Ben, I'm going to go to your game real quick. Um, because, well, first, first of all, shout out to your, shout out to, um, you know, um, you know, uh, your Gibson for uh, getting a thousand, uh, rushing yards this year. Um, but Ben, I'm going to go with you first, um, real quick. Um, tell Washington fans real quick, what's, what's like, honestly, at this point, like, what do you think Washington's main needs in the off season? And um, and yeah, I I, I, just, I just had to shout out to your boy Gibson, bro, because listen, he had a thousand yard season, and uh, I just love Gibson. So Ben, go ahead, the floor is yours. Um, tell Washington fan what's their main needs for Washington. Yeah, so you know it's always good to win uh, in the NFL. You know now we have the same amount of wins that we got last year. Um, I kind of wanted to lose, so we could have maybe possibly jumped up a spot. Now we went from 9 to 11 in the draft, uh, which maybe puts us out of contention for the guy I was hoping for, Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Um, but, yeah, big shout-out to Antonio Gibson. It's pretty impressive for a guy who was two years removed from playing wide receiver in college to now be a 1,000-yard running back. Uh, that's, you know – commemorable to him and that shows all the work that he's put in during the season and in the offseason mm-hmm. uh, also big shout out to Terry McLaurin for back to back thousand yard reception seasons we haven't had we haven't had that since 1992-1994 season yep. uh, so you know look we got who, two we're doing that with man yes sir yes sir that just shows you you know his level of greatness Jody um yeah, I would say our level you know the, the, the position that we need the most I would say it's a tie between linebacker and safety. Uh, maybe if we can bring Landon back next year and he continues to want to play the linebacker role that he did for like last five, six uh, games of the year, uh, I'll take him. But if he wants to go back to playing safety, Landon's going to have to go. Um, he's just not worth the $14, 15000000 million a year playing safety. But I would say those two are the most important things that we need to improve on this offseason and through the draft. Yep, yep, I'm, I'm with that. Um, and real quick, Andrew, what the hell are with the Giants thinking, quarterback sneaking in that game, bro? Man, all I can say is once again, I need to get the full damn sound for this one because because this was something weird, and this was where it happened to be for Joe Judge after the rant in Chicago last week where John Mara knew damn well that he didn't have any major reasons to keep him with that. I mean, he would just he just feared that his offensive line wasn't going to be able to hold up if Jake Fromm was going to do state Fromm things and take a bad safety sack or do something even worse in terms of fumble in the end zone and give a touchdown to Washington to throw a pick six from, like, the four-yard line. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately... For Joe Judge, um, clearly it was not going to be well received there from 
the Giants faithful here at MetLife Stadium. And it, it just it just shows how when you are the Giants and you're more of an embarrassment here in New York than the New York paper planes, i.e. the Jets, then that's when you're at rock bottom. And this is the second worst tenure in Giants history. Mm. And, and, and Gettleman had the worst general manager tenure in Giants history. So that... That was just perfect for the Giants. For that to happen with those two damn sneaks, that the bat is summed up what the Giants are right now. And they're not Giants. They're, they're definitely little people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, I want to give shout-outs to Tomlin. Uh, I don't know how the fuck the Steelers won this game, but hey, man, shout-out shout to Tomlin because he's the winningest, winningest, um, he has, like, what, like, 15 win, winningest season. That's, that's that's really, really fucking good, especially with that, with a battle line. So I just got to shout-out to Mike Tomlin. Um, Lee, man, um, I was rooting for you guys to lose to get a better pick, obviously, but, uh, but hey, I love y'all. I love my USC receivers, so St. Brown, he's going to be special. Um, but let, let me ask you guys this real quick. So with, for this loss for the Packers, I know it was the last game, but was this, does this loss affect Rodgers' MVP in your in your view? Why, what, was he even, why is he the MVP? Can you answer me that? Um, well, the stats show, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. No, no, no. no. Like, Tom, Br- Tom Brady has had a way better season than him. Like, it's not even, like, look at the numbers. No, I'm with that. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you with that, but uh, but um, yeah, but um, all the drama and like that he caused this year, like I don't know, I'm done off of Aaron Rodgers. Like. But Lee, I think I think uh, this is actually you since he's in the MVP race. We know that Brady's had a better season, but since he's in the MVP race, we think this loss affects what people. Yeah, do. that's what that was my question. Yeah, thank you, Jody. Yeah, well, it should because he actually played in this game for like two and a half quarters. Yeah, so. I agree. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Okay. See, Ben, I know Ben agrees that Brady should be the MVP with that, too. Like, y'all, y'all, I know Rodgers is annoying with that, especially if anybody's a fan of any other NFC North team. I can understand your feelings about that, especially when you have a lot of Lions friends who really don't like Aaron Rodgers and him looking like he is a 1930s Western right now this season with that whole growing beard and all that shit. But this dude, in terms of efficiency and in the efficiency stats, has had the better season than Tom Brady with that. And he's really only had one bad game, which was in week one, where Brady has had three bad games. Or two, two and a half bad games. Two bad, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, give, I'll give, like, a portion of the first game against the Saints – because it was up and down yep. with that, even though he had his moments here and there, but then he had some bad moments. But Washington, I would say before the fourth quarter, it was really shaky with that. And then obviously the, the goose egg, the zero-pointer against the Saints the second time with that. I mean, the thing is, they wanted Brady to get the MVP for how much they threw the ball. Because yep. they didn't have to throw the ball that much. Still, well, that's that's Russell Arians' offense, though. You know what I mean? No doubt, Jody, but then you saw last year times, especially Brady, he was like, we need to run the ball more. We need to have the balance. And you saw Ronald Jones last year break it off and then Fournette coming on at the end of the season with that. And then at the beginning of this season, Fournette, before he got hurt, was getting those touches, not just from passing, but them running the 
Antonio Brown before he Antonio Brown the hell out of here with that. And Gronk, even though he was hurt. And Cameron Bray and Fournette. Aaron Rodgers really, besides Aaron Jones having a little bit of a slip up, and A.J. Dillon, he improved, but he's not a real threat in the passing game. It was just like Dillon the proved a lot. Apples. AJ AJ Dillon proved a lot this year. I, I heard you saying. I do heard you saying. I heard you saying. Yeah, because Tanya got hurt. So I mean, he made the best of Lazard involved in Scantling, and then on top of it, Brady's offensive line was intact most of the season. That's why he had the fewest sacks as well as him getting the ball out early. Aaron Rodgers, he had Barkiati for all the season. Jenkins got hurt. Two other guys got hurt. He was at the time playing with four backups on his offensive line. Yep. Especially against the Rams. I thought he was going to get killed that game yep. against the Rams. And he made that work perfectly in that game. Uh, the Rams are front. Mm, I can't wait to get that game. I can't wait. Mm, mm. No. 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 Lee, you know what's crazy? I gotta get to this game because remember I rolled those st- and, and Jody, you were there. Tez, you were there because he, he's your former quarterback from last year. So I read you that stats last week, right? The Colts have not been Jack in Jack, the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014, Andrew. Since 2014, and this game, Carson blew the he blew the game for the Colts. Listen, people can get at me. I will, I. I, I, I Yeah. I, I know people want to put it on Carson. He did. Yeah, he, had a, he, he had a terrible game. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely a part of the problem of what happened in week Yep. Son, Vince, I'm telling you, that whole the whole offensive line looked terrible. Yep. The defense didn't want to tackle any Jacksonville Jaguars players. Like, come the fuck on, Cole. What are y'all doing? Yep. But but Jody, but it's like with Lee, but Jody, it's like what Lee says. Any like like craziest has ha- crazier things has happened on the last day of the NFL. Is it true? I mean, hey, you're right because Lee Lee was about to be right on that pick he had with Denver versus Kansas City if it wasn't for Melvin Gordon. Yep. Five yep. Five yard line. Yep. So I mean, I, I understand, bro. I definitely understand. I'm just yep. saying, like that coach game was terrible, and you should not have lost to the Jaguars. But it's it's, it's kind of hard for me to put it all on Carson. I know I watched that game and that team looked like straight shit. Yep. Straight shit. Yep. Yep. Yeah, bro, and th- bro, Taylor was doing good, but th- then they stopped running with Taylor, bro. Like I don't know. And that's the thing, Jody. The fact that Frank Wright abandoned the damn right. That's what I'm saying, bro. In that game, like.
Because mm-hmm. that shit was like a full mirage of his whole season. He I mean, could not consistently carry, um, complete passes despite that O-line, despite having Pittman, and mm. despite having at least Doyle got guys as big sides just like Alshon, Jeffrey, and Zach Earth was. And he had a lot of games where guys dropped interceptions. He should have had at least six or seven more interceptions than what he was going into that game against the Jaguars. Yep. They didn't drop him this time. They didn't drop those interceptions at all. And the dude really, that's what this what the Colts get because Frank Wright loving the dude so much, thinking that he was going to revive him and have him at MVP for him. Dude wasn't even like that accurate at all during his MVP season or MVPS season. Yep. He just had Jeffrey and Ertz spell him out because they have big catch rates. Aguilar, so. Aguilar too. And, 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 well, yeah, when well, he wasn't Yo. dropping passes. No, <laughs> so, Aguilar, Aguilar's going crazy that year. But he was, right, Joe? Yeah. Put some yeah. respect on the Patriots' best receiver. Kendrick Bourne about to come up there and slap you leave for that. He was born... <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of, um, because Lee, I'm, I'm gonna get, bro. When I was watching this game, bro, and, and I gotta, watch, I gotta tell people these stats because I think he really might win. He really might win. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, let's see here, well, rookie of the rookie of the year because I saw, I'm sorry, not rookie of the year, coach of the year because I saw this and I'm like, this is this was mind blocking. And Ben, I text, I text you it, and this was mind blocking, bro. I'm talking about. Um, Rabel, uh, I read. I read this. It was. It was. It, so the two, uh, 2021 Times became the first team in NFL history to record at least eight wins against teams that finished season with a winning record. They also broke an NFL record using 91 different players this season due to injuries. Give this man his Coach of the Year award. So I mean, bro, like, listen and uh, listen, Lee Davis Mills, he's the guy. Bro, and Danny Amendola was going off. Um, they, they lost by three, but I think honestly, this is serious, bro. Like people thought Tennessee was done, then they're gonna make the playoffs. But by the way, how Vrabel was going through, bro. I, to me, I, I know we're gonna talk about the, talk about the awards after the recap of everything, but I don't know, man. The, the thing that I read, I think he does deserve uh, coach, coach of the year. But uh, but Andrew, I mean, what's your what's your, what's your, what's your thoughts about that? Um, uh, what, what's your thoughts about that, bro? Um, what do you think? Vince, you was cutting out there. What, what you just asked for? So, what you thought about, uh, um, you know, uh, this game and also uh, mm-hmm. Vrabel becoming coach of the year, bro? Because, by the way, because, bro, they had to get, they were not had to get through ninety one injuries uh, this season. So that, that's, that's pretty, facts. yeah. That's facts. I mean, only only the Saints and the Ravens were more injured than the Titans or like right there because. I mean, it is what it was. It was what it was with that, and that's why he gets denied um, for me over 
Zach Taylor and Cliff Kingsbury fell off a cliff in the <laughs> second half of the season. But, you know, Vrabel gets that, man, because, uh, again, yeah, like they still have their offensive line attack, but Henry is Henry. And with Tannehill throwing four picks against the Texans the first time mm. and having A.J. Brown and Julio Jones out of the lineup here and there is something where they could have easily had the Colts catch them, but they didn't. And it's just as a credit to Morris Brable yep. with that all the way and how you know they are that formidable in the playoffs despite Tannehill being Tannehill. So, um, yeah, Texas put up that whole fight. Davis Mills, thanks to Pep Hamilton's coaching, like had a respectable rookie season, even though I don't think that he is necessarily like that very good. But he has like ability, and he showed that at least this season with that, with no expectations to perform the way he did. Although I feel like Tyrod got screwed over again, but that's just Tyrod's career. And it's just something where they have quality players, Texas, at least, at least a few quality players with Cooks and Amendola and Burkhead. Amendola's like, yo, Cooper Cup inspired me. I got to get rejuvenated. And, you know, they got a few guys on defense. With Reed, that there, the worst coach I've ever seen. This guy, this guy made me miss Rod Marinelli. <laughs> That's saying a lot right there. Rod, Mr. Winless Rob, but a nice guy though. But that's how much this fool Patricia having the lies practice in the damn cold, despite them having an indoor game. This dude is crazy. Yep. That's that's Patriots culture, you know. Yep. 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 All right. So, with that being said, uh, Jody, I want you to go next, bro. I know the Falcons lost, and then the season's over. But tell Falcons fans what's the major needs for the offseason for the Falcons, bro. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, so, what position we start off with? Still have the second best quarterback in the division, so 
I wouldn't go so far to just be disappointed. Like you can, you guys can easily make some moves and be a wild card team next year. So, like you said, start with the Kyle Pitts is the truth. Yeah, he's a unicorn for sure. I I, I, I appreciate you understanding who he is. Believe in our. I like our DBs right now. Don't don't get me wrong. We still need better DBs because you know AJ Terrell. We, come on, he's a Carolina with that. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. 
Carolina still has a young team and a young defense, regardless of Matt Rule. Fuck Matt Rule, you know what I mean? But they don't have a quarterback, and they don't have a coach, so... Uh, those are two important yeah. things, right? Those are no. Those are very. Those exactly. Are right What's up, Pierre? What's up, Pierre? Yeah. So, so Lee, real quick, I want I want you to tell the audience about the because the forest thing because I want obviously because you know how they're saying about like on the social media like you know this man beat Belichick three he was three one against Belichick this man should have never been fired uh, because uh, you know. I guess because he's, you know, because of the color, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell everybody, like, the issues in Miami because people don't know. Because you told me two days ago that I didn't know because I, I was going to defend the guy, but but you told me two days ago. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with Brian Flores, right? Yeah. He's a good coach. Yeah. He, he knows what to do defensively. He's actually, like, a defensive genius. Like, he's good. But the problem is being a head coach requires different skills. You have to be a people person. You have to be a leader of men. You cannot just be an egomaniac who doesn't get along with his players, his front office, and your owner. You can't go to your owner and start yelling at them and being disrespectful and expect not to get fired. So what I'm hoping for him is that he learns from this experience and his next job, he actually deals with people in a better way. Like you can't just be taking that toxic hatred's attitude to other places and expect people to accept that yep. so I hope he learns from that wherever he goes whether it's Houston or New York because uh, he has a good defensive mind and in Miami he had the problem of just firing coaches every year all three years he was there he fired he had a new offensive coordinator every single season every season like that's not a, that's not a good way to develop a young quarterback right so I hope he learns from this experience it he also told to uh, he wanted Mac over him yeah. like, during the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that kills the confidence of your quarterback. Uh, yeah, not only did he tell uh, Mac that, uh, I mean, two of that, he told two his parents that he preferred uh, uh, Justin Herbert. That's not oh. true, though. From what I've read is he wanted to... Uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Flores. Greer and the ownership, they all love to uh, So, yeah. Omar Kelly's confirmed that, too. At least in terms of... No, the, the thing about it is, though, whether it's true or not, the, what it comes down to is he didn't... Uh, he didn't instill confidence in Tua. Like, he was toxic to Tua. Even they had a, a, a spat in the middle of the locker room in front of the team. So, whatever was true or not, he, he did not do his best job and instilling confidence in his young quarterback. And that's problematic right. as a head football coach. The main thing that 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 first was his problem, as Lee was mentioning, was the lack of offensive continuity with that in terms of his coaches with that. And that this offensive line that he had this season, I will just say that I'm shocked that no one is blind right now from what mm-hmm. they saw from how of a horrifying sight that offensive line was. That offensive line was arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL history. One of the worst I've ever seen. It, 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 it was that. It was him. I was scared. Bro, who's it, that kid from uh, USC, Jackson? Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson, yep. He was Eric Flowers. He's like what Eric Flowers used to be. It, 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 the, the opposite of Flowers is a monster. Yeah, and now Flowers is doing his thing. That, that, uh, Austin Jackson is what Flowers is. Yeah, 
opposite of Penny Sewell. And it, 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 it just was already a problem there where, yes, that's Chris Greer's fault with that, but also Brian Flores has responsibility with that for his whole firing of office coordinators. And it's the people's person skills that Brian Flores, he would get in his own worst way with being an asshole. Like, you can't do what you did to Kyle Van Noy, who's a respected veteran around the league, and cut him the way that he did. And how he did Patrick Graham, on the defensive side last year when the defense was actually pretty decent with Patrick Graham there. Like, it's something where... Uh, Brian, Minka, he, had, he had issues with Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw how that... You know. He had issues with... Uh, who's their corner, their best player on defense now? Oh, Howard, Xavier. Howard. Xavier. Him and Xavier yeah. Howard had a full drama this whole offseason. Oh, Xavier for sure. Howard won yep. Yeah. So he has a lot of issues to deal with so I hope whatever team he goes to he deals with people in a better more respectable way now the thing I will say is that in regards to him and Stephen Ross and I definitely do believe this happened two years ago because with how historically bad the Dolphins were supposed to be that season his first season and when they got slapped by the Ravens that opening week and then got slapped by the Patriots two weeks later it was something where it seemed they were destined to be either winless or a one-win team to go 1-15. And, and I believe they definitely were in full tank mode. That's why Fitz, like, Big Fitzpatrick rolled out and everything as well, too. And I just felt that they were in, in Kenny Stills in terms of how that was, as well as how Flores treated Kenny Stills when Kenny Stills was riding for Kaepernick and he had to be the asshole playing Jay-Z songs or whatnot in terms of things. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Too. Yeah, so that's why I. That's why, and, it, and it's something where, with him being from the part of Brooklyn, in terms of I'm from because I'm from Best Side, he's from Brownsville, which is slightly even worse part or whatnot. It was like Brian Flores really thought that he could have this Brownsville mentality as well as the Belichick mentality all the way through with that, and that's why I was annoyed with him at the beginning. But he was able to have that team play hard and win five games, and Stephen Ross in the organization, you know, they were pissed. They wanted to lose games and get the number one pick, only for them to be competitive all the way, and they said that that really was the full level of it starting to be the tension that led to the full two years between Stephen Ross and, and Brian Flores. Now, Stephen Ross has to take ownership on this as well, because he signed off in regards to the shot in the middle season with them talking with him and talk to the shot and David Mugetta, the shot's agent directly about making the trade happen and try to say, Hey, the you need to settle your cases and then we'll make the trade happen only for the to say, no, I'm not going to settle the cases. But Stephen Ross wanted to move off to it himself with that instead of like, that's another, that's another thing that, how do you think that affects your young quarterback exactly. in the middle of the season? Yep. Exactly. And and this is why I say straight up, and a lot of Dolphins fans back to support away with that. If Justin Herbert got drafted there with that offensive line, the Chargers offensive Yeah. The Chargers offensive line was bad last year. Yep. But the Dolphins offensive line the past two seasons has literally been in the running for worst offensive lines in the history of the NFL. You wouldn't wish that on Herbert, on Joe Burrow, or hell, it could be Michael Vick in his prime with his whole speed. He still wouldn't get away from 
Estrada on terms of fast. Like that that's how bad whenever you face that offensive line, you know, is. Like you had no level of running game outside of Duke Johnson luckily popping one run here and there, and that's Duke Johnson. So it's something where you can't expect your quarterback to succeed with that. And why for me, LeBron Flores, in terms of if he gets the hiring, which I believe he will, this period that's going to be a major question with that because that's on your name. No matter who Chris Grant gave you or whatnot, you're still responsible for that offensive line being that bad. If mm. it was that bad, then why they didn't make the playoffs? The thing is with their O-line is, I think they have talent, but their O-line coach, too, they were shuffling that a lot, too. And believe knows, Lions had a really bad O-line coach, Ron Prince. Mm-hmm. And we were talented, but our O-line was awful. Once we got rid of him, I mean, we have one of the best O-lines right now in all of football. I think Lee could attest to that. Yes, yes. Uh, bro, Pierre, you know who they hired? They they hired freaking George St. Pierre's cousin, UFC fan, <laughs> <laughs> like, who's never coached offensive line before yep. and came from New England as a first-year head uh, offensive line coach. And they were expecting results. And instead, every play, two is running for his life. They thought he could yeah. replicate Dante Skarnecchia, which was lazy-ass Lincoln. And, and that's how it led to the whole disaster. And it helps, at least for the Lions, like, to have your head coach be his whole claim to fame, being the offensive line coach that he, you know, has been in his career. So, uh, My yeah. thing is with uh, Flores, I think he'll go to Houston because what he does and how he does it will work with that because of who's running Houston, right? Yep, it's yep. Like, it, it's a former Patriots guy, right? So maybe that will yeah. Well, the Houston, they're saying it's Mayo, McDaniels, or Flores. I think if Flores can get a job, he's just going to go back to New England. He's going to be a well, they're, saying, they're saying Flores has a, they're saying he has a good relationship with the GM already. So I'm he does, with Casario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, him and Casario, yeah. they're, they're close. Now, I have a question uh, for you guys. Who do you guys yeah. think gets the Bears job? Mm. I don't believe Frazier. I think they should hire an offensive coach to save Justin Fields' career. I agree. Because if they hire somebody who doesn't know what they're doing offensively, like, that kid's not going to make it. Well, I think it should be... Was it Nagy supposed to know what he was doing, though? Well, Nagy Nagy was living off of the enemy and uh, Reed's, like, coach. He was was literally there. He was was there to take the team photo. Yeah, I I think it it should really... In an ideal world, Nagy and enemy would swap jobs because... I, I think the enemy, and really it should be the enemy and Pep Hamilton be the offensive coordinator for Justin Fields with the Bears, where I told Bears fans that that would be the ideal pairing for them with that, or if they wanted to settle on Doug Peterson, because at least Doug Peterson does have the track record and can't, no matter how some people try to erase that he won a Super Bowl or whatnot, but he has won you know, a Super Bowl with that. But I think the enemy... I mean, the enemy was going to be, was was supposed to be the guy for Deshaun Watson with that. And the enemy would be ideal, you know, for Phils at the very least, because the enemy would whip that offensive line in the shit and make sure that the offensive line would be actually not getting. Did you guys see, Pierre, did you see McCaskey, George McCaskey's press conference? It was, I, I read about it. Was just a mess, but I think the enemy, um, he has some issues off the field, and a lot of teams he's interviewed with, and I heard he hasn't interviewed well. That's why he hasn't had a job. For the past yeah. What? But wait, what? What, what do you think that is, Pierre? Because I've heard that same thing. 
You know Deshaun refuses to play for Cal McNair. I don't think it matters who they hire. He doesn't want to play for No, 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 Pierre. That was his, that was the tipping point. That's when he was done. He was like, yeah, I'm done. Because he was already pissed in regards to what Bill O'Brien did and everything with that. But he was still was like, hey, if you hire the enemy, I'll be fine. I signed the contract. Just hire the enemy. And I'll stay here. If you don't Why do that, he, he was done with Easterby. He was done once they kept Easterby. Jack Easterby fucked everything up in Houston. But he still signed the con- but, but, but he still signed the contract though. So that's why he was still like even well, though dude, if someone's offering be- you that much money, you're gonna sign that too. You have security. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but Pierre, he was gonna be coveted no matter what. If he didn't sign there, he surely was gonna be coveted. Yeah, but then you're talking else. about a risk of an injury. Like he tears ACL a couple of years ago, you're getting that forty, forty-five million. Hey, you're signing that on the spot. I mean, you definitely you could feel for sure he's gonna do that. But we've seen Kirk Cousins; he didn't sign any contracts in terms of on the spot, put himself at risk for the franchise tag, and still paid off with that. So. It's just something where, at the very least, it was the whole thing where he just thought, at the very least, as long as you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins for this in terms of it, and as long as I can be in the process of picking the next head coach, then fine. I'll take the money. I like Houston as a whole town. I like the city. The city loves me and everything. It's a great city to be in with that. That's before him and Jilly were having their whole relationship start. So... It's just a thing where that was a, the situation where he just wanted to see if they were going to listen to him for the next head coach. And they said no. And he just that's when he was his final straw. And then what happened in March is when the allegations started last year. Yeah, yeah. Ben, go. Uh, Charters, Raiders. Uh, I know everybody wanted it to be a tie. I didn't want to see Big Ben in the playoffs either. But um, so I'm listening. Shout out to my buddy Hea and Jay. The Raiders made, made the playoffs, but uh, it was an interesting game. But Ben, talk your shit. But you said when uh, before the season started, the Raiders will be the you know. Well, you said they will make the playoffs. So go ahead, Ben. Talk your shit. Go ahead. Yeah, start of the season. You know, I said the Raiders would be the second best team in that division. You know, obviously they were able to to, to fulfill that for me. Um, you know, I just believed in what they did defensively, the players that they added. Um, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr. Obviously, he's not a guy that you know what you're going to get game in and game out. But when he's on, you know, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Especially, you know, um, and then everything happened with Henry Ruggs, yep. and then everything happened with Dick with um, their other draft pick. You know, shortly after that, with the, the Instagram, you know, and the all mess and that was. Yeah, the mess that was, um, you know, and I thought things were going to start falling apart. Obviously, the Gruden stuff, uh, you know, obviously, thankfully they were able to get a guy like that out of their organization and out of the NFL. Um, but for a minute, you know, I thought the, the Raiders were going to collapse. You know, they were able to stay the course. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was able to stay focused and have, you know, the playoffs be their end result. And it was, you know, a lot of people in that Chargers game wanted it to be a tie because, Big Ben, you know, nobody wanted to see Big Ben in the playoffs for the court, yep. the person that he is. And, you know, obviously the things that he just came out and said the other day about they don't stand a chance against the Chiefs. They, sh- You know, they're just going to go out there and have fun. Um, you know, and 
after hearing that, you know, I kind of wish they would have went for the tie because if, you're, if you have that type of mindset going into the playoffs, a guy who's won two Super Bowls, um, you know, you don't deserve to be there. You, you really right, don't. Right, you right, exactly. Go let Dwayne Haskins be the starter. Go let fucking Mason Rudolph be the starter on on Sunday against the Chiefs. Ben, um, Ben, Ben, did you want him to lie, Ben? No, but if you're if you're the team captain, bro, you gotta be able to you're you you gotta motivate your guys, man. I don't care. No fucking like way. when no it's fucking way bro, I'm just like bro, captain. like what's just what's the worst team? What's the worst team? Like Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is not a top level quarterback, and we went into situations in which we're not favored, and yep. he still went out there and said, you know what, we're gonna give it our all. You know, it might be tough. You know, we might have a fight in our hands, but nope. we're going to go yeah. out there. We're going to fight. We're going to give it all we got. He's not going to yeah. go out there and be like, ah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I couldn't even make it in the NFL. <laughs> fuck it. I'm just going to throw that bitch. If we catch it, we catch it. If we score, we score. We win, we win. No. We're going to go out there. We're going to give it all we got. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. We'll fight the fight another day. You can't go out there and be a guy that's... A hall, a supposedly Hall of Famer, and talking the way Ben Ben Roethlisberger was. Yeah. I mean, it's actually like your last yeah. game, bro. Yeah. It's a playoff game, and you know it's any given Sunday. Facts. Yep. Was with my Lions this year. We're not a good team, but we took down some good teams this year. Yep. Any given Sunday, you know, if you are coach on it's one game, if the other team fucks up, does a turnover, you win that game. So you cannot say that when he said it's that's not something a leader would say. And honestly, like I think they should bench him for saying that, but they probably won't. It's like, I agree. Guy, I agree, Pierre. A guy who who won two Super Bowls off the back of his fucking defense, and right. now you have now you have you still have a top five, top ten defense right now. You pretty much just hold all your guys on defense. I don't believe that you can stop Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe you can shut down Tyreek Hill. I don't believe. None of y'all can, can can cover Travis Kelsey. You pretty much just told your defense, y'all fucking suck. Najee Harris, I know you're a rookie. You just had 1,200 yards. That's impressive. You had 1,900 all-purpose yards. You ain't got what it takes to beat the, the fucking the Chiefs. You just told fucking Deontay Johnson, you can't fucking get open against the Chiefs. Yep. Like, what? Come on, man. And, you know what? It's kind of weak, too. And you know what, Ben? And you know what, Ben? This is what I was going to ask you, Jody. If you was a teammate, because I thought when I saw that quote that he was being sarcastic and shit, and then I realized, like, he said that with the his level of just wanting to be serious, just to say shit, just to be just real about it and not giving a damn how his teammates felt. If you were a teammate on the Steelers, and because Cam Haywood got asked about it, and anybody, how would you feel if your quarterback whether his last game, potentially, whatever, first game, no matter, whatever, said that. How would you feel about that dude when he says something like that? When you about to go to battle uh, and being in the playoffs and saying something like that, how would you feel about that? I mean, obviously, I wouldn't feel too well. I wouldn't feel too right, and I wouldn't exactly. like if my quarterback said some dumb shit like that. But I'm going to be real with you. I think I think he knows how Pittsburgh in general feels about him. He wants them to hang it up, and you heard what Mike Thomas said. He didn't even watch the game to know if they won or not. I'm pretty sure Big Ben did the same fucking thing. His big belly ass probably went to sleep just like the rest of them. Bro. Like he was he was watching it on live time on IG. Like he they <laughs> uh, they posted that with him and uh, I forgot 
ones. Wow, I did not know that, bro. Yeah, if you if you type so, in the in the, okay. in the search so box, you'll now, see it. Now for him to do that, for him to do that, and for him watching it and to say that, that is a crazy statement. Because we all knew you weren't gonna have a fucking chance. For you to say that though, that's wild. It, I'm it, happy it, you didn't lie, but my God, bro, that is that's that's some crazy ass. Like you said, like you said, yep. man, if that's a oh. leader, man. But I. Oh, that's fucked up. I don't, Yo, know, Najee, I don't know how I feel about the Pittsburgh man. Yeah, Najee, Najee obviously deleted his his you know Instagram post, but he was like, "N word, what? Like, what? You saying this about <laughs> us? Like, what?" Right. Man, that's crazy. I didn't even know Najee did that. Damn, yeah. he, he deleted it right after, but yeah, he posted it on Instagram. Jeez. He forgot. He still yeah. got it. He forgot. He still got to play with, buddy. <laughs> yo, if that, if, yo, if that was say Cam Newton saying this, whatever. Like during the season about Matt Rule, whatever, you would have had people just, just, just like barbecue. Dude, Sam would never say that. He's a leader. <laughs> that, and that's the point with it. It's just something where this dude, you know, fuck it, I'm going to definitely go off on him tomorrow. Mm. With that because I wasn't, because I, I, I thought it was just weird with that, but I, I, but I was saying to myself, he had to be sarcastic saying that. He got to be sarcastic saying that a little bit. And, I, it's just saying when you can't it's just excuse him being Big Ben just being Big Ben nah like that's right there why would I want to have you be my quarterback and, and you said that right um you said that right Ben Mason Rudolph Dwayne yep. Haskins shit hell one of the one of they two black punches go ahead and play quarterback like it, it, it's something weird like that right there is one of the all time like bizarre and Dumbass statements now. Yep. And it needs to be said that. Yep. And also, I have to say this as well, uh, just, to, just to let everybody know, uh, the interim coach for the Raiders, he's the first uh, interim coach to lead a, his team to the playoffs since Wally Lamb of Houston Oilers in 1961. That's how incredible it is, man. So, uh, so yeah, and by the way, real quick, um, I know Charger fans are down, but sh uh, shout out to Big Baby, shout out to Will. Um, and I, I listen, Ben, I know Charger fans are down, but uh, I, I I get it because they always have talented team. But listen, shout out to Herbert, man, because this man, Herbert has tied Dan Marino for the most passing touchdowns by a player in the first two seasons in the NFL history, and, and so that's pre that's pretty damn incredible. But um, but yeah, man, that's, that's all I gotta say. It's it's uh, yeah, it's uh. I feel for Charger fans, man. I just, it's, but hey, I mean, I was. Find new ways to lose, man. Yeah. Hey, Herbert, a new OC. Joel Lombardi is trash. Okay. Yeah. You know, that that owner, I didn't know he was a cheapskate, man. But it's, we we you know we talked about it, Vince. All the, if they would have retained Melvin Ingram, Denzel Perryman, and Casey Hayward for just nine million dollars that they signed for elsewhere, that defense would have been a lot better than it was this season, yep. and it would have stopped a lot of the teams that they had troubles against. Yeah, their their weakness right now is is the rush is the rushing defense. That's it. Their passing defense is good. It's the rushing defense, but it's whatever, man. It's, it is what it is. So with that being said, let's get with the picks for the playoffs uh, for the uh, for this weekend. Um, Andrew uh, Lee, you can go for uh, Raiders, Bengals. Who do you got, Lee, and why? Um, I have the Raiders. Why? Um, this, I, I trust the Derek Carr more than 
Okay? Andrew, what do you got? Here we go. What do you got and why? Well, it's, it's really almost toss up with it. I slightly favor, and I think the Bengals, only because I feel that their secondary can make um, certainly a few more plays than the Raiders' secondary. I feel, despite Crosby and the Glockway being terrific, that once Joe Burrow is able to break contain, that he can make plays on um, the Raiders' secondary. I felt the Raiders' secondary, they gave up those two touchdowns to Herbert when the defense played well and was playing well against her for most of the game, only to get up a fourth and 21 on the first uh, four-quarter touchdown in the second. That Raiders' secondary against that Bengals' offense, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not real confident of them with that, and I feel that with Hilson and Bell in the secondary for the Bengals that they can be able to get one or two turnovers um, on car with that. So that's why I slightly go with the Bengals like to take the victory in Cincinnati on that one. So Andrew, you got the Bengals winning the first playoff game? <laughs> first playoff game, all right. I mean, it, I mean apocalypse is going to happen mm. on Saturday. Mm. Ben, who do you got and why? makes a good case, but nobody's ever tweeted or, or texted about the Bengals winning a playoff game, and mm. that shit's not going to change. <laughs> I've got my Raiders. Go Derek Carr. Go Josh Jacobs. Mm. Jody, who do you got and why? Yes, sir. I don't know, bro. I think I'm going to go Raiders only because they've been through so much. And I think the coach is telling them before the game starts, y'all have went through so much. Y'all can get this game. So I believe through power and fight and God that the Raiders will win. Yep. (laughs) Tez, who do you got and why? Cincinnati get a dub against Joe Burrow and and the Bengals, but but it can also be Cincinnati winning the game. So I'm gonna just go with the Raiders. All right, Pierre, what do you got? Why? I'm going with Cincy. They're the more explosive offense. I feel like they could stop Josh Jacobs that running team. DJ Reader up there in the middle, um, and I don't I don't think the Raiders have a lot of DBs to stay with those wide receivers. They do have a pass rush. But once Burrow and Chase get going, they're hard to stop. Yeah, but you know what, man? This game can go either way. It really, really can. I mean, I mean, I'm with you, Pierre. I'll get what you're saying. They have Jamar Chase, you know, they have Tig Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, high fire offense against the, you know, not really good secondary of the Raiders. And I feel you for that, bro. But you know what? It, it, man, this is tough. I'm gonna go with the Raiders too. I mean, it's, as long as Josh Jake, as long as the Raiders run with Josh Jacobs. Uh, as long as Derek Carr did what he did for last week, I think the Raiders have a chance. I'm going to go wait, Raiders. Shout out to EA. Shout out to Jay. Um, another Saturday game. Here we go. I wish Lucas was here. John was here too. Patriots at Bills. It's going to snow. So, Lee, who do you got and why? Um, I have uh, the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen is going to have a great game. 
Okay. Andrew, who do you got and why? Well, first, I think the wind and the brick weather is going to be the main winner of that. But between for the Bills and the Pats, I think at the very least, despite the wind making me concerned about Josh Allen's accuracy, here and there with that and what happened in the first game in Buffalo, I think that the Bills have been able to solidify their run defense enough and to not allow the running that they have. So I think the Bills are going to take it. All right. Ben, what do you got and why? And you know Mike Jones is your boy. So here, do you think it's possible people will under must have made the Patriot because Bill Belichick, you never know. Or do you think, hey, Buffalo's going to be it's a better team. It's a, but hey, it's no game. So here we go, Ben. Go ahead. I've been saying it all week, you know, the Patriots' best chance to win this game is inclement weather. And if it, if it's a snowy game and it, you know, slows down Josh Allen's, you know, incredible passing attack, it's it's in favor of the Bills. I want to take the Patriots so bad because they are pretty much Alabama U when it comes to the NFL. But I think the Bills, I think the Bills are just going to barely squeak by and take this victory. Mm. Jody, who do you got and why? Oh, shit, why? I'm going with the Patriots because everybody's going against them for once, not playing. Not brother, I'm going with the Patriots. I do not want to bet against Bill. I think that first game they had with the win, I think it was a very telling game. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Lee's a Buffalo fan. Feel me? I know y'all like Buffalo. I feel like Josh Allen. I just don't know if he's, I don't know if the coach is going to run the ball enough for them. I really think they're going to try to have a great Josh Allen game, and that might just, you know, not go over too well. So I'm going with the Patriots. Fuck it. All right. Tess, what do you got and why? Um, it's kind of hard to choose because it's like these are two good football teams because for number one, um, these teams are like used to the to the uh, snow and all that shit. Um, I, I feel like Buffalo is going to win this game. Um, I just think Mac Jones is going to learn from the playoffs and all that stuff and, and probably get a use and a feeling of the playoffs. So, give me Buffalo on this one. Pierre, who do you got and why? Uh, New England, this is a Patriots game. When the weather is bad, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to stop the run, control the clock. This is like a Bill Belichick type game. And Josh Allen struggles when the weather isn't the fast. So, so, you, so, in other words, like last, like, I guess the Falcons. Yeah, it was snowing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like a game where, like, you run the ball like a million times and you have Mac throw like 10, 15 passes. That's it. That's how you win this game. Mm, all right. Eagles, Bucks. I'm going to go with Tess first. You're an Eagle fan. How do you feel, bro? How do you feel? How do you feel? It's in Tampa. It's going to rain. Tess, Tess, Tess. It's going to rain. It's going to rain over there, too. Mike Evans all time 
Um, control the clock, and that's how we can win the games. Run the ball, shut down Brady, and we could. All right. Lee, what do you got? Uh, do you think that the Eagles have a chance to win this game, or do you think it, do you believe in Vegas because Tampa Bay is favored by eight? Do you, and go ahead, man. The floor is yours. What do you got? That's goatish. Wow. That, that's goatish. There you go. That boy said goatish. <laughs> there we go. I know. I had to say it. Andrew. Goated. Goated. Yeah, goatish. I know. I know. I know. I get. Andrew, who do you got and why? Mm. The Eagles got an eight and a half point underdog with that, and they played admirably against the Bucks early in the season when Nick Sirianni was still trying to have Jalen Hurts pass more than he ran. And they've gotten their identity in effect. That Eagles secondary besides Slay is still atrocious to watch. And why, for the most part, I was thinking that the Bucks were at least going to be able to win this game by a touchdown. But I have concerns about the Bucks on defense mm. in terms of APP and Shad Barrett not being at full strength with that. To have Levante David, he's out of this game. And that is a huge absence. And to have Jamel Dean questionable, Murphy Budding questionable, Richard Sermon's out, I have to say, over the course of the last day and a half, and particularly with the Eagles not just running the ball up the middle foolishly against this defense, but having smartness in their run game with Hurts to the outside, I have to say that they will somehow, somehow, inexplicably be able to pull this upset with it being rain on Sunday in Tampa too. Mm-hmm. I think the upset does occur now. I oh. think the Eagles with the shocker. Uh-oh, give me a sound. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I'm breaking the upset. All right, okay. Ben, what do you got? Your boy Jalen Hurts, your Jalen Hurts fan. It's going to rain on in Tampa. You know, Florida, it's ra- it rains there, so... With a ready football game, do you got the Eagles, or do you got the or do you have the Bucks? Yeah, you know the Eagles are pretty much Alabama U too right now. We got Jalen, we got Devonta, you got Dickerson. Like you know, they got a bunch of my Bama boys. You know, so I'm definitely gonna be rooting for them. But you know, with, with inclement weather, this shit don't matter when you face Tom Brady. You know, like we just said, this man's two games away. From having the most wins of any franchise in the NFL history. Like, this dude has seen everything. Even with all the injuries to the Buccaneers, Tom Brady's going to be able to figure it out and get it done. I got Buccaneers winning. All right, Jody, it's, it's going to be raining too. How do you feel? How do you feel, bro? Do you think it's going to be Bucks or do you think it's going to be Fly Eagles Fly? What do you got? Uh, man, oh man. You know I hate Tez, but <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Let me be real with you, man. No AB, no bueno. Give me the fucking Eagles. Oh, shit. Okay. The beef is over, Joey. I love you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pierre, who do you got and why? Do you think Brady is going to lose to Jalen Hurts? 
Mm. Like, do you think Brady would allow that? Brady flips the switch in the playoffs, guys. <laughs> I'm taking Tom Brady. Come on. He lost the Knicks Foles. Joe Flacco had to slap him. Mm. Bro, okay, we're also talking about you take out Devontae Smith out of the game. Their pass game is pretty much gone. Who? No, no, AB, no Uh, They got the. They got Todd Bowles. Sure. All they need to do is take a guy out of the game, and they'll be fine. You take Devontae Smith out, you're probably going to win that game. It's not hard to get in against the Eagles. Get in, man. Quest Watkins and Goddard are going to get in. Quest Watkins is not as scared of people. He's like, yeah, nice. No, he's not scared. He's a deep threat. Quest is not scared nobody. And Mur- well, Murphy Button, Murphy Button and Ross Cock were sure as hell not scaring them on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Quest, Quest Watkins is... Drops the ball just as much as Jalen Rieger. What are we playing? No, 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 no. Those guys. We're going to do a hang along with All I'm saying is, bro, you take Devontae Smith out and you cannot run up the middle with Vita Bay off there. So it's going to be pretty hard. They're going to run off tackle. Some way, some way, you guys are going to have to establish the run, bro. I don't know how, but y'all going to have to. Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. They're going to run off tackle. And then with Levante out, that's a big task for Devin White. Oh, Levante's out. Yep. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, Tez, I'm, I, I want you guys to win. Low key. I got bucks, but listen, I'm be cheering for you because my dad's also an Eagle fan too. So I'm, I, want, I'm, I got bucks, but I hope y'all win though. But seriously, bro. And, uh, all right. So anyways. I hope we win too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Niners. Cowboys, which, by the way, we're, listen, we're getting healthy now on defense, by the way. Lee, who do you got? It's in Dallas. This can go either way. What's your gut feeling about this game, bro? Lee? All right, go ahead, Andrew. Yo, well, first off, this game has a special seat of being the second annual Nickelodeon game. Um, <laughs> the Nickelodeon game. After last year with that. So we're going to have, and I talked about it the other day on overall, in regards to who's going to be the MVP for this game, the Nickelodeon. Who's going to follow this illustrious person that is Mr. Biscuit? He's got the trophy right here. Mitchell is the winner. In that classic moment, greatest moment in NFL history, Mitch Trubisky winning the MVP. I think in an MVP effort, you will see the rain, Dakota Prescott, be able to not have Cowboys Nation freak out and leading to a whole bunch of Stephen A. funny memes on Monday. I think that Jimmy G is going to make a mistake here and there. And the problem for the 49ers, Trent Williams, is dinged up. So... That's a real concern. Trent Williams is dinged up against this Cowboys emerging D line. So I say the boys. Mm. Ben, who do you got? In which game? Niners, Cowboys in Dallas. I ain't never rooting for the freaking Cowboys, man. Give me the 49ers all day. All right, man. All right. Uh, Jody, what do you got? Dallas or San Fran? Which is the worst city? Oh my god, Tess, what do you got? Man, 
right. Pierre, who do you got? And I appreciate you for, you for telling me about the, my defensive line coach. He, he's making Arjun Key really. And uh, Maurice Hurst is also playing this game, by the way, yeah, too. They, they, not yes, sir. Thank you. He's thank you, sir. Game. Thank you. I love that. Good to do. So, yeah. who, do you, who do you think is going to win this game and why? So, the Niners have, I believe, two rookies starting at corner right now. Dak Prescott's on fire. Jimmy G has been up and down lately. I'm going with Dallas. Okay. Okay. Obviously, I'm Homer. I mean, this can go either way. The only thing that scares me right now is my corners right now. I don't blame I don't blame you for Pierre for saying that, but uh, I'm gonna go Sam Sam Fran. But it can go either way. It definitely can go either way. Um, Steel. Well, Steelers. I'm okay. Uh, Lee, you there? Okay. Andrew, who do you got? Steelers, Chiefs. I mean, listen. I would not surprise me if you guys go either way because the Chiefs defense is doo doo. So I know Big Ben is doo doo, but. Andrew, who do you got, man, my guy? Man, the, the, the only question in this game, is it going to be worse than a regular season game a few weeks ago, or is it going to be um, worse in terms of how the Steelers would play if they were playing against any other high-powered offense with that? I think that that question is, is it going to be a 20-point win? Is it going to be a 25-point win? Is it going to be something where Big Ben – makes it the whole way playing the game. Uh, it's, it's just something with the Chiefs. They were just they were just bored of the Broncos last week in terms of their defense. Willie Gay back. They're going to return to playing the defense that they played against Steelers a few weeks back, and it's going to be a little ugly. The Steelers are going to give an effort, but it's going to be just as bad. Mm. Ben, what do you got? Chiefs Steelers. Oh, man, if Big Ben don't even believe in his own squad, why should I? Give me Kansas City. Okay, Jody, what do you got? I definitely got KC with the W. Don't believe in Big Ben. They were freaking a half a game. I mean, a quarter away from not even making a playoff. So, give me KC. And, oh, Patty, my homeboy, Dick. And Najee's going to go crazy. Yeah, he will be. Taz, what do you got? I'm the Steelers. I think they're going to run for 250 yards. Okay. The oh. upset, whoa. Oh, okay. Tess, what you got? Man, give me the Steelers, man. I want oh, the shit, okay. The All right, uh, Pierre. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers run it on them, but I think Kansas City's offense will be too much for them. Like, the Steelers should go into this game running this ball, trying the clock, leave Mahomes on the sidelines, but Kansas City's offense will be too much for them, so I got uh, KC winning. But I think the Steelers will cover. Okay. You know what, Vince? You know what? I changed I change my mind a bit. Because if I see Jackson Mahomes do one damn more TikTok annoying-ass video or whatnot, <laughs> Stop, I'm going to say that sector's going to occur. Stop. He does that shit every game, though. Stop. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, playoff yeah. time. No time for him to be doing that Jackson. shit. Let's not pull Jackson. He's not safe for Marvin to tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? Listen, before... Before... <laughs> Listen before we go before we go to the Arizona Ram game, Lee, um, you you came back. So who do you got, San Fran or Dallas, and why? Uh, I have uh, I have San Fran. Just this is easy, guys. Think about it. Mike McCarthy with a week to prepare or Kyle Shanahan. Easy answer. Yeah, if only Mike, if only Kyle Shanahan didn't have Jimmy G as quarterback. And- Mike, we we Jimmy, G. Jimmy G. I trust Jimmy G more than Dak in the playoffs. What? Oh, wait. Stop, oh, stop it, Lee. Oh. 
one's been to a, one's been to a Super Bowl, the other has. But what's so good about that? Carry on the shoulders of his run game, that man Jimmy G. That man's a fraud. No, Dak is Black Tony Romo. got Cardinals or Rams in this game? Um, I have the Cardinals. Mm. The, Rams, the Rams are missing Jordan Fuller. Oh, they're they're also I don't I don't like how they ended the season, right? And I just feel like everybody's picking the Rams, and I feel like the Cardinals are going to win by Okay, all right, upset alert! Ding, 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 ding! Andrew, what do you got? Um, 
So I think the Rams are going to get pressure, and I think Stafford's going to tear them apart. Give me the Rams. I think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be close. Mm, I like okay. Stafford still got, got that Lions fans' hearts right there. No, no, I love Matthew Stafford. The thing about it is, though, if it's a close game, give me the Cardinals. No, give me Stafford. Stafford is more clutch than Kyler. No, 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 no. I, I know, but I'm just saying I feel like the Rams are have more propensity to turn the ball over than the Cardinals. Yeah, the thing is, though, you guys said... The Sean Cardinals McVay. will actually run the ball. Sean McVay, he's getting Cam Akers back. Cardinals cannot stop their run to save their life. You got to run Akers. I think Cam Akers is only back to lift team spirits. I don't <laughs> think this guy's coming back from a torn Achilles in, like, four months. Like, I want to see the believe it, too. I want to see, I wanna see him. If I'm the Cardinals defense, I'm like, yeah, show me this guy can run the ball. Every time he's on the field, I'm going to pretend it's a passing play. Yeah, just, you can run the ball wherever you have out there. I mean, yeah. I don't think you need to start running back against them. Isn't Daryl Henderson injured too? Yeah, uh, he's, he, he's out. He's out. So, Michelle is talented. I mean, if they could open up some lanes for him, they should be able to ground and pound him. Okay, Pierre, yeah. if you're the Cardinals, right, how would you go about to win this game? Like, what would your game plan be? You also have to run the ball. You, you got to have to. You, you got your Stafford on the sidelines. And not only that, you got to really not have that pass rush be unleashed. And you have to utilize Murray in the run game. You got to utilize. You can't just have him. He has to run the ball. Exactly. Yeah. You, you got to utilize him in the run game because you can't have him drop back and, and just expect him just to just run on scrambles. You know, he, you know what it is? It's not even Kingsbury. It's, it's, it's Murray himself. The later he gets into a season, he does not want to run the ball. But well, this play year, time, yeah, go ahead, Kim. Um, the edges contain you contain the edges. Like you leave them in the pocket, the explosive plays aren't there. That's what the Lions did against them. Aaron Glenn had a great plan. He, he basically contained the edges. Leonard Floyd and Von Miller, they're gonna contain those edges. And once they see like he's ready to pass, they're gonna attack. And Von, I mean, obviously, have Aaron Donald up there too. So. That's a lot to deal with. The Lions were pressuring him with their guys, and those three guys are superstars, all of them. So I think they're going to have trouble with them, blocking them. Yeah, definitely. At the very least, to be able to still play contain instead of just be fully nilly up the field is right. at least a thing that could give Kyler some breathing room with that. Because as we've seen with the Cardinals online the past two seasons before this year is that if they just faced a, a, just even a average defensive line, he was under pressure unless you yep. established a run with him. So, exactly. you know, that that's just okay. a, Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. If, if it comes down to the fourth quarter, I trust the Cardinals kicker more than the Rams kicker. That's fair. If, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say gay is Especially, uh, yeah. Pierre, 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 you know. Prater, uh, Prater's Prater's legit. Indoors? Indoors? Too. Prater's legit. He can yeah, like in a 63-yarder indoor. The Rams kicker, I mean, that dude has a leg. I think he only missed like a few field goals this year, too. He's, he's pretty damn good. Matt Gay? Does he have, does he have experience? Um, no, he's young. That's the thing, right? Yeah, but yeah, like, bro, if you trust your kicker, regardless of experience, like, you should trust him. He was, he was great this season. Was yeah, and he was really good. He, he was really good this season. And, um, I mean, he's, I mean this is his... This, Okay, I have, I have one more question about this. This is his third season, so I no. mean, it, it's something where I, I think he'll be he'll be fine because of how he's indoors. 
He's at, at, at SoFi. I, I think it's it's even Steven in terms of the kickers because he was he was really good this season. Like right, he right. Yep. Tucker territory good. Yep. Yep. Well, each okay. po- Go ahead. Sorry, Darlene. Question about this game. Go ahead. My my question is if the Rams lose, right? Like, what what's the narrative for McVay and the trade that they made? What's the narrative going to be? I, I don't know. Um, I think it will probably be more on his scheme, right? Because I feel like teams are kind of figuring out his scheme. He's one away from this running game a little. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stafford's throwing all these picks, but it seems like the defense also knows what's coming. Like, they're exactly. kind of getting a little predictable. So I think McVay needs to go back this week. They're like, all right, let's see. Let's change some things here. Let's not always do what we do here. Like, go away a little from what he always does and change things up. I also don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's not a good head coach. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Pierre, Pierre, do you remember, do you remember uh, when he went for uh, all those field goals and didn't go for it when he was playing yeah. against the Lions? Like, yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah. We had a Cardinals guy come on our podcast. He's like, He basically like had the same same fears I said. I was like, I don't trust Kingsbury. And I think that the line is really bad. And he agreed. So... I, I don't know how the Cardinals could win this game, bearing like some sort of miracle. Like if they just run it all over LA, that's how they win it. I don't think they do that. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is if the Rams lose this game, it will be a really bad look for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, would be. he's stuck with Stafford for the next like two, three seasons. So it's something where it's not like say with Carson Wentz, where the Colts look like they possibly have the one year want to move on, or at least they're pondering that whole thought because you give up all that for Stafford you know that this is your guy for the time being with that but it's something where it shows that he has not had the run game be what it was when Todd Gurley was there and that's still the center of McVay with that is still the run game that's how he's able to have Jared Goff look really good it's having that way you know what's funny about Stafford Wherever he goes, he never has a good running game. He leaves Detroit, all of a sudden we have a running game now. And that's you know a funny you know thing that's you know not a full level coincidence with that. Yeah, you could say the the giving him the old line, and then necessarily after the lines have met a full level quality running back and Barry Sanders with that. You can say that's something weird. Hey, he's not the GM with that, but. It's something where the, the, the offense centered around his passing. It's centered around, you know, him with that. So um, this is a day where both the Lions and now McVay, you fall in love with the arm talent, with him being like a decent athlete too. And it's something where they, uh, they their run game is, is, is fully declined a bit, the Rams. No question about that. But when they've been able just to establish and the second game was at least establishing the presence of the run and having it just have them respect. No even, even that game, even that game, they try to give it away at the end with that onside kick. And, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. so these games are always tight. So that's why I feel like this is going to be a tight game. And then my last thing with this wild card weekend is we have five first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and. The record for first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs over the last few years is 16 and 33. So, 
I don't know if that's going to change now, but normally when it's a guy's first time playing in the playoffs, it's not a good omen to winning. Well, we have that with in, in our, the, that includes cards too, right? Yes. So one of one of those one of those guys has to win. Yeah. So, because like he obviously because his MVP season or MVP or his MVP near season got hurt unfortunately with his ankle broke himself, he couldn't play in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be the give or take with that in terms of how it's gonna go down and how they're gonna respond. In the postseason, Matt Jones, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, um, like, uh, Dylan Hurts. I think I think one of these quarterbacks is going to go out there and give us a Zach Wilson performance. It would have surprised Oh, me. it's definitely the math says you're fully right to, to say that. Like, it, it's someone's going to have a bad performance here and there, and, and not just. And then we're excluding Big Ben out of the whole phrase. And like in terms no, of he's zone, an embarrassment. He should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame just for that quote. <laughs> yep. Hey, I, I, Lee, I'm kind of, you know, with you with that. You don't, get a, you don't get a gold jacket. You get a pea colored jacket. Get up. <laughs> yeah, you have to be like a dumbass to say that. Like, yeah, badass. You're a leader of the team. An embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, bad. I don't know Tomlin. Like, I don't know what Tomlin's going to tell him. I would, but... I would tell Tom, uh, if I'm Tomlin, I would leave his ass in Pittsburgh. Yep. Your job here is finished. Yep. You don't need yet. Yep. He's just, you can't say that when you're a leader in the face of a franchise. You just can't. Yeah. Man, I would love to see Tomlin Tomlin right now. With that person. Well, what about Tomlin puts together uh, just uh, an amazing game plan and the defense wins it for them? What is he going to come out and say? I believed in my guys, that's why we won. No, you were literally an uh, agent against progress Yep. Like in this process. like You are actually playing for the Kansas City Chiefs League game. Great point. Great point. That's the that's the that's a great point. Get arrested for treason. It also makes you wonder if like, because you know when you talk shit, like the O line doesn't want to block for you, the receivers don't want to block for you. Well, first play of the game. First play of the game. I'm letting Chris Jones bury right. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, by the way, for each each end of, of a podcast, we shout out for our uh, players uh, on week on you know week, uh, week eighteen. So uh, and before before we do that, all I have to say about Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan is uh, Sean McVay's daddy. That's all. That's all I got to say. All right. Anyways, um, Andrew, no, no, Lee, which player you want to shout out for week eighteen, real quick? Uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, the best fourth round pick last this guy's the man he's surprised me so much I'm amazed at how good he was especially because Pierre if you remember at the beginning of this season we didn't really even target him that much and that with a, a great season that he had is just absolutely fantastic and unbelievable and I'm excited to see what his future is I saw this coming man I really did um, in the preseason the way he was running his routes and everything I saw this coming. Like, I'm not surprised at all. All right. Andrew, Andrew. Okay, I have a question for you. Go ahead, go ahead. I have a question for Pierre. Here's our Lions expert here, right? Yeah. So, what player surprised you the most this year on the Lions? Other than Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah. Jerry Jacobs. Mm. Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. People don't, about, probably don't even know who he is. No, he was an undrafted rookie, and he was really good. I hope he recovers from that injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy who surprised me the most, bro, 
is Charles Harris. Oh, yeah, like, Charles Harris, yeah. Like, where the hell did this guy come from? Like, because he was a first-round pick, and then all of a sudden he has a eight-sack season, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah he, no he, lie, right? he stepped up. He stepped up big time. They stood him up instead of putting his hand on the ground. He's a better outside linebacker than defensive line. Yeah, that's why. So they literally looked at him and his talent, and they played to his talent. It's a funny concept. A lot of coaches, they're like, they, they literally look at players as, hey, you have to fit into what I'm doing. That's the trick Exactly. Instead of looking at what a player is good at and saying, how can I make you the best version of yourself? Yep. And that's why we got a lot of dumbasses that are coaching that shouldn't be coaches because of them being stubborn and not being smart. You have Belichick, who's stubborn, but he's able to want to utilize a player's strength and versatility. And that guy has, I mean, he did nothing in Miami. Nothing. Do you think think we can keep Aaron Glenn for one more year? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get a job. I heard Dan Quinn is basically going to get the Dallas job. They're just interviewing other people. Oh, you mean the Denver job? Yeah, my bad, Denver job. I think yeah. Dan Quinn is getting that job, and Zimmer is replacing him in Dallas. That's what I heard. Mm. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, Aaron yeah. Glenn is like a freaking magician. I don't know how he didn't happen that shit this year. Yeah, mm. I, I will say definitely if it was between Dan Quinn and Nate Hackett, you have to, it, it has to be Dan Quinn is like the better you know coach with that. It, it's just something where it's going to be interesting to see if that is going to be the plan because of how the Broncos still have been floating it out there of how they want to go in that direction to try to lure, you know, Aaron Rodgers with it. But um, this might be Casey. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, my bad. Uh, so they actually want to hire his QB's coach, the Packers QB's coach, mm-hmm. as his OC. They interviewed him as well. So Dan Quinn would be the head coach, and then the OC would be the Packers QB's coach, and Rodgers loves that dude. So Yeah, he does. Interesting. That's, that's what right. I heard. Um, We'll see yeah. what happens. Okay. That would be sensible to do that. Okay. Andrew, who's your shout-out for the uh, player for Week 18? Man, you just got to go ahead and say the 49ers' second-best quarterback besides Trey, after Trey Lance and Debo Samuel. Mm. <laughs> Debo, I'm telling you, man, this guy, Cooper Cup certainly deserved his MVP billing, but so did this guy. This guy. Even with him not scoring a receiving touchdown, Wynn had another running touchdown and throwing touchdown mm. in terms of that. I mean, the guy is truly, if if you didn't have Cup, Jefferson, and Adams in your all-pro first team, in that if there was a second team for the all-pro, him and Jamar Chase would easily be there, no question about it. The guy or is no just...
I think Debo's younger for sure. De- Debo's, Debo. yeah, Debo's younger. Um, I, I would say, you know what? Yes, you get Debo to be in the run game because Shanahan is just puts him in the run game with that all the way when he's younger. Because um, De- um, Devontae is 29 and Debo is 25. You do definitely, without Debo, does run hard with that if he could be susceptible to injuries with that. But right now, because of the versatility, I mean, Adams is great, but I feel that because with Debo, with his ability to utilize him in the run game, with being able to utilize him in the pass game, that that's just extra value. Okay, I have a question for Pierre. Go ahead. Yeah. If Calvin Johnson came out of retirement, could he get a thousand yards next year? Probably not. Probably not? Um, because we, we saw towards the end of his career, like his body was breaking down a little, you know what I mean? What about these offense? Like the Niners? Like the Niners? No. The reason why I say that is because when he retired, that's when his body was trying to break down. Like he'd get hurt a lot, he wouldn't practice and But don't you think having the time off like these last few years, maybe his body recovered? Nah, I don't think he I just don't see it. I mean I love Calvin. I think he's like he did an interview like a year ago, and he said his ankle is still fucked up. So. Oh, okay. So then, no, it's just his fingers, <laughs> if you've seen his fingers, bro, oh, they're his all fi- like... His fingers are like gang songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love CJ. He'll probably tell you he can't. That's, that's Matthew Stafford's fault for throwing like 100 miles. <laughs> when he was younger, he used to do that shit. Like, he would he'd throw everything so fast. Yep. Man. He stopped doing that. Right. Right. He, made, he made Brandon Pettigrew have a permanent middle finger. Really? He Damn. Down his middle Damn. Well, Ben, Ben, uh, who's your shout-out for Week 18? You said his name earlier at the beginning of the pod. Like I said, this man was a wide receiver just two years ago. Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jody, who's your shout-out? All right, I'm going to go with a Georgia boy. Give me the golden one, Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Tez, who's your shout-out? Also, give me Trevor Lawrence, too, for sending the Steelers to the playoffs, even though that... Would you not say Trevor Lawrence has been the worst rookie quarterback? No, because you, cause you, you would already say that. You would already say that Justin Fields has been worse. Come on. Oh, but at least those guys mm-hmm. had some flashes, you know what I mean? Uh, are we gonna? Oh wait, 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 wait. Are we gonna punish Trevor Lawrence for Urban Meyer, bro? Come on. Yeah, but Jody, so, Jody, he was after, even after Urban before you know we ain't seen. He he was still so still bad, you know. Uh, it, I mean, it, hey, they made it through twenty something interceptions this first year. That's all I gotta say. Oh no, 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 no doubt, no doubt. I, I think anybody saying busts already, like people want to do on Twitter instantly. Any. I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be bad after his second season. I this guy's been the same quarterback since high school. Mm. He has never gotten better. It, he, he does not get better. He's not a better quarterback today than he was in 2017. And you know what, Lee? That's something where the generational hype, and this is what Ray Cosell, and I'm not a big Ray Cosell fan, but there were certainly a few 
about with Trevor Lawrence wearing his sock. He, he benefited with Justin Ross and T. Higgins having big catch radiuses. And it was just something where I just felt at the very least that people were saying, oh, he's going to have a Herbert season. Oh, he's going to be just incredible off the bat. It was something where there were still those flaws that he had. And, and the, the weird thing was that Urban Meyer, being the right guy that he is as a as as the, as a spread running, you know, uh, guru didn't utilize him to run and relied on Daryl Beckham and Brian Schottenheimer of all coordinators. That was like a problem. But Trevor had no issues with that. But I, but I think Zach Wilson was without a doubt. And I'm not just saying that as like a a former New York Paper Planes fan. I am Jets with Bro, that. without but, without Hunter Renfrew, Trevor Lawrence is just true luck. Exactly. He and we're talking about a rookie quarterback that. And we're talking about a guy who was a backup in 
Wilson over Trevor Lawrence any day of the week. Bro, I'll take Zach Wilson on my Lions right now. I love uh, Zach Wilson. I love that. that. Uh, Zach, I mean, Wilson, Zach Wilson is my favorite Mormon. <laughs> I mean, it, it is funny. His mom is funny all the way with that, with her grace himself. But he really has to improve in regards to his ability. He's improve, bro. He's, he's a rookie. That was Sam Darnold here in New York, and that didn't happen. Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold Zach Wilson are quite different. They're two different quarterbacks. Sam Darnold wishes he had the tools of Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, look, Zach, Zach is literally lacking in terms of the field sometimes to play the quarterback position despite his talent. Like, he really needs to get better in terms of not staring down his receivers and getting in terms of dealing with pressure up the middle. These were things that he did not improve on throughout the season. Bro, his and is there, trash, bro. and he had no one to throw to. What do you want me to say? He hit Pierre. He did have people to throw to. Braxton Berrios and Keenan oh, Cole. Those are wide receiver it's fours, the, wide receiver it's, fives. They're not it's starters. It's the wide yeah, that are, he didn't have guys to throw to. One wide receivers. They're not yeah, but, but that doesn't mean up. that they still didn't produce. It's, it's the wide that he didn't have guys to throw to. If your talent level of a quarterback is that high, you should be able to play with whoever you have. Yo, we're talking about a rookie. I know, right? I know, but all ben, the rookies struggle except what? Man. Not only, not only is he a rookie, he played at BYU and he's a developmental guy. Like, he wasn't ready to play this year. And that's the point. He was, and that's why it was bullshit that he got propped up to be the number two. And Chris Sims literally saying, oh, he's my number one quarterback with that. When it clearly wasn't the case at all, he benefited from a soft schedule at BYU. When he played against Coastal Carolina and the better defenses, he showed his limitations and struggled. You know, so it was more Johnny Menzel like from Zach Wilson with that, and why that was my concern with him coming in the league is that he had those concerns that Johnny Menzel would have whenever pressure came up to him, and that's something that he's going to have to really work on in the offseason to get better no matter who his old level receivers were because he had production from the receiver court despite Elijah Moore and Corey Davis getting hurt. He definitely had production there without a doubt. Every Jets fan would tell you that. Yeah, yeah but I mean, we're literally judging a guy off his rookie year. I, I don't think that's fair. No, I mean, well, Pierre, what are we... We I'm do it every year. We bust. do it with every it's, quarterback that's drafted. Yeah, we're not uh, saying his career is over. We're just evaluating what he was his rookie year, and he was bad. I think he could be. I think he's gonna be a star in this league. I still do. That's fine. Right. He could be. He could be a star. Yeah. But he has a fuck. All we're saying is he has a lot to fucking work on. That's all yes. we're saying. Yeah. Yep. That's it. No. Pierre, uh, who's your uh, real quick shout out for your weekend? So we took mine, so I'm gonna go with a guy who actually won the game. Uh, the other night. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. He ran all over LA's defense. They couldn't stop him, and they won because of him. Okay. Well, real quick, my, my, my shout-out is going to be, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to, because Niners Twitter was crazy. We were down by 17-3. They're, they're calling this man sucks, but he got, he got us back. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, because can you imagine if we would have lost, if people were saying, oh my god, this shit, Kyle should have uh, started with Trey Lance. So that, that, that's why I got to give Jimmy Garoppolo a shout-out. He set the, he set the house the fire, <laughs> only to, to burn it out, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, with that being said, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys uh, give you guys. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys. Um, uh, you can tell you everybody your social media. Everybody can follow you, Pierre. I'm gonna let you go first. Um, go ahead, man. So, uh, thank you for coming from to my show, bro. 
Yeah, I miss uh, talking to you, bro, but thank, thank you for coming. Go ahead, tell everybody your uh, social media, everybody can follow you, bro, and, and your podcast too, bro. Yeah, Instagram, you can find me at Detroit Lions fan page. Um, on Twitter, is at DLFP Tweets. And then my podcast is literally on any podcast thing, uh, platform you're, you're on. It's called The Pride Podcast. We thank cover you. the Detroit Lions, and we also cover the draft. All right. Tess, go ahead. Uh, you can tell you, uh, thank you for calling me, Tess, and you can tell everybody your social media, bro. Uh, you can follow me on the gram at I am Tess Banks, all in one word. Uh, Twitter, girls love Tess, and thank you for having me, Vince. Of course, of course, of course. Jody, you're next, bro. Thank you for coming, bro. Uh, no, no problem, Vince. Thank you for having me. Pierre, Andrew, Ben, and Tess, thanks for talking, man. I really appreciate the insight. It was a lot of information that, you know, I found out today because the, uh, I didn't even know going into the playoffs it means I should do my research better. And uh, Andrew, it was nice meeting you, bro. Very, very, very insightful guy. I appreciate it. Ben, you're my guy always. Tez, yes, you're my guy. Bird gang, Tez. You already know bird the vibes. Mm. Hey, and uh, Vince, you know what's up. Twin. You know, you know Vince. We twin. Jody, I'm the world Pokemon. Hey. Jody, I'm the world Pokemon master, though. But, they- <laughs> but so, you already know. Hey, but... And he ain't, I see you, just pop that, you my guy too. I fuck with you, but hey, you can follow me on Twitter at one Jody Bray. You can follow me on IG at one Jody Bray. It's JB World always, every day. Sir, yes, sir, sir. Ben, you can tell everybody your social media, everybody can follow you, and go ahead, man, my guy. First off, I'll say, don't follow Jody, it's not worth it. Of course. Once again, Vince, love doing this shit with you. Of course. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and IG at the Sports Veteran, um, and I got a show in the making called The Fair Judgment, where I'll be sitting down with friends and guests, uh, giving honest reviews about movies. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, once again, appreciate you for having me, Vince. Yes, sir, Andrew Jones. Thank you for coming to my show. I had a blast, so go to Andrew Jones. Tell everybody on social media. Everybody can follow you, my guy. Well, the best is reciprocal, man, because you come support me on Spotify, Green Room, my shows, and always been showing love all the way, at least since, like, locker room days. And that's just what it is, man, because you're a genuine guy like that. I'm laughing that you got that scary movie. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> With that all the way, man. Sir, yes, sir. It's tomorrow. Yes, sir. No doubt. You know, shout out to me and...
Quality Peoples, man. No doubt about it. Always CA. Big shout out to you as well, Jody. No doubt, man. Yo, you got an HCL one right here. Another one right there, man. That that you one of my new HCL peoples. No doubt about that. Oh, you yeah. just you just moved down here or something? Nah, nah, nah. I just got peoples down there. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I got, yeah, yeah. I got a lot. You know, New York is down, going all the way down Atlanta. You know the whole thing. Hey, listen, I, I don't, I don't. I got a lot of homeboys from New York. We 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 go back and forth every single day. So yeah, man. Know. You know, you know what it is with us obnoxious New Yorkers down there, <laughs> and then the girls be like, "Oh, he's from New York," and all that. Yeah, stuff yeah, like y'all that. taking, y'all taking our women. That means we gotta go up there and give them a southern accent. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, you come up there, they be charmed with that. So trust me, man, it's gonna be the other way with that reciprocal. <laughs> Sir. Hey, uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on, guys, and all you guys, man. I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. It was nice to catch up with you, Lee, Jody, Taz, Ben, and uh, I don't know. Um, what's your name again? Andrew? Taz. No, TWD. Oh, Drew. Yeah, this is Drew. Drew, Drew, Drew. Yeah, my bad, Drew. I've been yeah, talking that's... since locker room days. It's been a minute, bro. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, man. It's just because it's just of like the backup account. Of course, man. Of course, man. Of course. Thank you for coming, bro. For sure. Yes, sir. Hey, you doing your thing, bro. Hey, Pierre, from the D to the A, man. You know, hey, I'm rocking with the Lions. You rock with the Braves. I'm rocking with the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, Lee, and you're my brother, man. Uh, thank you for coming for on the show. I had a uh, um, we we were had a great show today. Uh, and uh, you know, you want to go ahead, man. Uh, you want to say goodbye? Go ahead, man. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for everybody coming out. I'll be in a neighborhood near you very soon. And uh, I love you all and have a, have a good night. You too, you too, you too. Well, quick, I want to shout out. Neighborhood hero? Well, quick, real quick. Um, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what quite I gotta shout out all my all my uh, supporters that supported me throughout the show. Uh, shout out to Two Sixty Media. Uh, shout out to uh, no, no, actually, no, Two Sixty Five Media. Shout out to uh, He A for, for supporting me down 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 in the audience. It was Sean, Nicole. Thank you everybody that for support. Uh, the Vince Size Podcast Show. The recap for next uh, for the playoffs is it's gonna be next week. I'll let you guys know on Twitter one of the day I'll do it. I think I'm gonna do it like maybe Thursday or Wednesday. I'll I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. But guys, this was a great show. I love y'all and uh, peace out, A Town. Love y'all.